Welcome to Hannah's Heart. So Hannah, she's just one of the women who did struggle with infertility in the Bible. No matter who we are, we can be inspired by the fact that Hannah took her pain to God and God heard her and was with her. So when she was praying at the temple, she had been weeping and not eating and her lips were moving, but her eyes were closed and the priest was like, why are you drunk at the temple? Because <laughs> yeah. it can become an obsession when you want Wanting a child so deeply. And desiring that baby and to be a mama. Every holiday, every Mother's Day. This is not a show that's going to promise you a certain outcome. But this is a show that says, however God answers your cry, we know that He's enough. Hey, I'm Anne. And I'm Kendra, and you are listening to Hannah's Heart on American Family Radio. For those of you just joining us for the first time, this is a show that is all about trusting God through infertility, miscarriage, adoption, whatever your family planning, um, expanding goals are. We know that that journey can be difficult, and we want to go walk through that with you. Um, We would love for you to connect with us. You can follow us on Facebook or Instagram um, or on YouTube. And, of course, you can always go to American Family Radio and click on their podcast page and listen to any of our previous episodes. Um, So we just want you to be welcomed to the family and join the community. That's right. Um, So today, Kendra, we're doing things a little differently. It's just me and you again. It's been a while. (laughs) Yes. The the dream team that started Hannah's Heart. That's right. It's crazy to think that we used to do this pretty often, just me and you. And then we got into having so many stories, lots of guests. guests. (laughs) That's right. Wonderful, wonderful Mm -hmm. guest. Um, But today we're doing things me and you again. Um, And so we've already covered one story of a barren woman in scripture. Mm -hmm. Well, I guess two. We're in the middle of a series that we want to do over the course of Hannah's Heart of Barren Women of the Bible. Right. And so we are on another barren Mm -hmm. woman of the Bible that her name is actually not even mentioned and someone Mm -hmm. I didn't know much about until I felt the Lord putting in on my heart a few years ago to start studying these women Mm. in Scripture. Um, But we don't know her name, but all she's called is Manoah's wife in Scripture. So Mm. I would get old. I have a name. I'm not just Manoah's wife. (laughs) And then your husband's name is Manoah. And of course, spoiler alert, but she's the mother of Samson in the Bible, which some of you are like, I don't know Manoah, but Samson, I know. That's right. One of the most famous judges Mm -hmm. in in the whole Old Testament. Mm -hmm. Very, very true. So we are talking about... Um, the story that's what takes place in Judges 13, and really, I think it goes to like mm-hmm. 18, maybe. Yeah, it continues, but the the main birth story of right um, will be in like Judges 13, 13 14. Yeah. Um, so that's what we're kind of going to get started talking about today. Um, so we'll just jump right in. We'll jump right <laughs> in. <laughs> one of the, one of the big things too, I will say, as an overview for all of these women, um, Anne and I have noticed that. Every woman who struggled to get pregnant and then like there was this miraculous conception mm-hmm. where an angel came. There's usually something that, you know, they're really seeking God and praying. Right. Every child that comes from that struggle um, has such a unique calling right. on their life. And yeah. God uses them. In we such know a, about them in scripture. Yeah. I yeah. mean, you look at John the Baptist, mm-hmm. you look at um, Samuel, like Samson, 
Um, so just if you're listening to this and you're struggling with infertility, a great takeaway is that um, God doesn't waste pain, <laughs> you know, and whatever his plan is for your family, whether that be through adoption or um, a biological child, God has a calling mm-hmm. on, on, on that baby's yes, life. Yes. Right. And, and uh, no, it's, it's going to be worth it. Yeah, for sure. So we know that she was not able to have children, and it talks about that in Judges 13. Um, it kind of just says it out straight like that. Which verses does it talk about that? Uh, let me see. So uh, we're in Judges chapter 13. It says, A certain man named Zora, um, named, sorry, named Manoah from the clan of Dan, um, had a wife who was childless. That's in verse 2. Right, and unable to give birth. Um, mm-hmm. And so we kind of hear from the very beginning of their story, mm-hmm. for some reason that was a, important mm-hmm. to mention, you know. Um, so then it talks about, we go from hearing she can't have a child to an angel of the Lord appeared to her and said, you're barren and childless. And mm-hmm. you're like, thanks. I knew that. <laughs> thanks. Thank you. <laughs> For telling me what I already knew. <laughs> right. You're barren and childless, but you are going to become pregnant and give birth to a son. Now see to it that you do not drink wine or other fermented drink and that you do not eat anything unclean. You will become pregnant and have a son. So that's the second time he, sa- he tells her, whose head is never to be touched by a razor because the boy is to be a Nazarite. Dedicated to God from the womb, he will take the lead in delivering Israel from the hands of the Philistines. Mm. That's a big... It's a lot. It's a big calling. That's a big calling, right. Um, And so he was a Nazarite. And so what we've gathered, basically what the angel just said, what he wasn't Mm -hmm. supposed to be near a carcass. Mm -hmm. He was... Anything unclean. Couldn't have anything unclean. And then he was not to cut his hair. And Mm -hmm. from what I remember, he was supposed to like stay within... Uh, if you're going to get married, you're supposed to marry another Nazarite. Yeah, I think that's just a general, like, God commanded the people not to marry outside. Right. But the Nazarite vow, I looked this up one time before, and it was meant to be for, like, a specific period of time when when somebody would take this vow. Like, there weren't people that just always did it. It would be, you take the Nazarite vow, and it would be like a time of separation, almost kind of like the way Christians view fasting nowadays, where it's oh, like, interesting. you know, so they would not shave during that time period. They would avoid, um, another part of it was avoiding um, anything made from grapes. So wine, uh-huh. um, grape juice, raisins even. It was a very specific dietary, kind of like I deny myself these things, so okay. I'm showing that I'm committed to the Lord. But what's interesting about Samson is that God asks him to to live right. this way. Right, he was that way <laughs> like, always. Yeah, you were to live in dedication, in huh. constant dedication to me, which would have been um, a little more unusual than just a temporary vow. And especially in... So you t- talk about taking a vow to serve the Lord. That's making you be set apart. Mm-hmm. Um, in verse 1 of this chapter, um, it says, um, And again the Israelites did evil in the eyes of the Lord. So the Lord delivered them into the hands of the Philistines for 40 years. So we're seeing that um, a lot of the judges, I know there's a phrase that says, And everyone did what was right in their own eyes. Like mm-hmm. there, this is a time in Israel's history when they needed somebody to step up to be separate right, from to be that leader to be a leader who is leading in righteousness um, and on and is committed to God and so it's like almost from the very beginning God was like I'm gonna need mm-hmm. you to be different <laughs> from everybody else you're dedicated to me from the womb yeah yeah 
And also, I think um, we read that they were from the the tribe of Dan. Mm-hmm. Um, the The tribe of Dan was one of the one of the worst ones, and <laughs> they were one of the most disobedient tribes. They were supposed to drive out the Philistines, and they didn't do it. They got them into trouble. They moved up into like the north part of Israel, and um, I think they fell into a lot of idolatry. And okay. so it's interesting that from this tribe that kind of had right that a God worse chose re- yeah someone out of that tribe it's like to do this big thing for him to be to a judge bring... for the entire nation right yeah. I feel like we see the Lord do that in a lot of places, you know, even for Mm -hmm. God's chosen people. How many times have we hear in scripture, like, Mm -hmm. and they sinned again, Yeah, you know, (laughs) they needed help again, you know? Um, So I think that means for us too, like we sin daily, Mm -hmm. um, but that still doesn't mean that we're not called to obviously repent and commit to serving the Lord every day. Right. But we're still supposed to live in a way that sets us apart. But we're going to mess up. God's chosen people messed up big time. And God still used them and still chooses them to this day, you know, to set them apart as a nation. Well, when you look at the ultimately the life of Samson, and it's marked by both successes of times when he was obedient to the Lord and he killed a thousand Philistines with with a jawbone (laughs) and he did all these crazy acts of strength where the spirit of the Lord would come upon Mm -hmm. him. But then he's also known for like being a fool. Right. (laughs) You're like, as you're reading, you're like, stop doing that. Why do you keep messing up? (laughs) So poor Manoah's wife and Manoah like trying to like pray for their son to have this calling and to see like, um, the very real struggle of what it's like to to walk in obedience to God. That's right. That's right. Um, so at the beginning still, I know we've already like talked about Samson now, yeah. but it says one thing that we talked about was interesting was that the angel appeared to her yeah, and not to him. And I f- we do see that a few different mm-hmm. times in scripture. Um But it's so opposite of what was going on during mm-hmm. that time, you know, with the men being the leader, you know, any other culture in that civilization, like women weren't allowed to be witnesses in court. You know, they were (laughs) like, you were a second class citizen. That's just sad, but it's the way that it was, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. And of course we believe that God uses men as the head, head Mm -hmm. of the house. And and often God, um, likes to, to, to approach the man about something first. But what I love about this story is it is a shining example of the fact that God speaks to women as well. Mm -hmm. And God does not, um, he does not judge or, uh, he doesn't care about your status. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. (laughs) Um, and that's what, so that's what caught our eye there. Um, so she was approached by the angel, He, him telling her what all she was going to need to do. She was going to have a baby. It was going to be a boy. Um, so then she goes and tells her husband um, and said, let's see, she tells her husband. It's like she what, believes it right away, too. Right. Like she's, she's like, oh, okay. All right. I get the feeling. It doesn't tell us that she's been praying, but I wonder partially if the, if the angel appeared to her because, I don't know, typically for infertility, it affects women it's more on our mind than right. it is for men. Yes. Like maybe Manoa's over there like working in the fields and he's like, I'm I'm past it. Like I'm right. done. And she's like, uh-uh, I don't want to let you <laughs> go, Lord, until you bless me. Like I, I could see her continuing to pray. Yeah. Not to mention the instructions that she's going to be given, she needed to know that's as true. the woman. Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> like it, 
um, I believe, didn't the angel told her not to drink wine mm-hmm. or fermented drink and to obey all of these right. vows so during the pregnancy? Be in her womb. That was yeah. important for her to know. That's a good point. We didn't talk about that. Um, so the woman went to her husband and told him, "A man of God came to me. He looked like an angel of God. Mm. Very awesome. I didn't." ask where he came from and he didn't tell me his name but he said to me you will become pregnant and have a son now then drink no wine or other fermented drink and do not eat anything unclean because a boy will be a nazirite of god from the womb until the day of his death but then that wasn't (laughs) quite good enough for manoah I mean, um, he might have thought his wife was just, like, sitting in the sun too much. Right. Like, okay, you've yeah. wanted a baby for a long uh-huh. time, and you imagined an angel. <laughs> sure, honey. Yeah, let me see this angel. <laughs> um, then Manoah prayed to the Lord, Pardon your servant, Lord. I beg you to let the man of God you sent to us come again to teach us how to bring up the boy who is to be born. I do kind of wonder, like, was he being full-hearted right there? Or was he like, come again? So Yeah, he, he wanted some proof of right. like, okay, confirm this to me too, God. Right, right. Show mm-hmm. me, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so God heard Manoah, and the angel of God came again to the woman while she was out in the field. But That's her- where it feels a little sneaky. Like, okay, okay, the man was like, could you just come again? And like, Manoah's got to be like, why am I always gone when the angel of the Lord comes? Like, <laughs> always out in that field. Gosh. Oh my goodness. That's, yeah. That's too funny. But her husband, Manoah, was not with her. Mm-hmm. Uh, the woman hurried to tell her husband, he's here. The man who appeared to me the other day. Manoah got up and followed his wife, and he came to the man and said, Are you the man who talked to my wife? And he said, I am. So Manoah asked him, When your words are fulfilled, what is to be the rule that governs the boy's life and work? The angel of the Lord answered, your wife must do all that I've already told Already, I've already told her all these things. Yeah, he's not like, let me explain it to you. He's <laughs> right. like, ask your wife. Right. <laughs> I've already told her all these things. Right. Um, so your wife must do all that I have told her. She must not eat anything that comes from the grapevine, nor drink any wine or other fer- fermented drink, nor eat anything unclean. She must do everything I have commanded her. And he's like, all right, you get it? All right, everything. Yeah, I will say Manoa <laughs> comes around. Like, yes, he, yes. he does... We would like, then he, Manoah said to the angel of the Lord, we would like for you to stay and prepare a young goat for you. Um, so I, th- I think mm. that that's interesting. I, I know it can yeah. be comical, but at the yeah. same time, I know this is a serious thing that they're talking about. Yeah. And um, it seems like Manoah, you know, definitely still had his relationship with mm-hmm. the Lord and wanted um, to hear it for himself. But I do think that's interesting that the angel comes to her and then is like, ask her I just I've already told her yeah. these things and I'll say it again you know um, I think Manoah is one of those I need the details yeah. thing <laughs> and and his wife is kind of like I, well, I don't know God's gonna do it right. he said he was gonna give his son so and Manoah is like okay but how many grains of <laughs> you know this so we no give him? grape is in like no yes, raisins like I need no. the manual <laughs> for raising Samson please <laughs> oh my goodness um so anyway, so past that, that the angel ended up staying, right? Yeah, and he tells him, like, don't prepare 
the sacrifice. I'm not going to sit here and eat with you, right. but go ahead and prepare a sacrifice for the Lord. For the Lord, right. And then it's this crazy thing, like they make the sacrifice and the angel like poofs away in the flame, mm-hmm. like and it goes back up into heaven. And at that moment, um, Manoah and his wife's eyes are kind of opened and they realize that the angel of the Lord was God. Um, and they fall down on their faces. Can you imagine? <laughs> right? Terrifying. Yeah. Like right. terrifying. We were just, I mean, I know we're in the presence of the Lord every day, but yeah. to be him basically almost sitting at my supper table, you know, yeah, uh, crazy to think that. Um, so past that, now we learn all about Samson. Yeah. Well, their reactions too to the, when the angel disappears. Um, oh, do right. you want to touch on right. that? Yes. <laughs> so what does Manoah say? So Manoah says, we are doomed to die. (laughs) We have seen God. Snap. Well, because that was the thing, like with Moses, you know, like they, the whole thing was like, if you see the face of God, Mm -hmm. you will die. And so he's like, we just saw him. (laughs) We going down, honey. We are going down. And then the wife, though, she's like. Somebody needs to make a movie about this. Yeah, this this. couple is awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Well, she's like, honey, calm down. And this is me paraphrasing. But she's like, I'm pretty sure God just told us we were going to have a son. He wouldn't have told us that and then kill us. We cannot have the baby if we both did. So, but you know, that is such a true thing. Like sometimes when God does give you a promise to hold on to, mm-hmm. irrational fears yes. get in the way. Yes. And if you just think, um, say you're struggling with infertility and you think, you know what? God promised that I would see his goodness in the land of the living. I don't know how that's mm-hmm. going to work out. Right now, everything, it feels like. Um, is falling apart. Yeah. But I'm just going to trust on that because that was his word. Right. Um, and it's going to be fulfilled to me. That's a good point. I feel like it's this this past week, which I know when this airs, it won't be this past week, but um, with the school shooting mm. and some... In Texas. Right. And some things that happened with the Southern Baptist Convention. Just make no so, sense. No, it didn't. It was a heavy, heavy week. Ooh. And I like infertility... I'm not struggling with that right now. It's still definitely a part of my life, and I don't know if I'll ever mm-hmm. be able to have another biological baby like we did. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I feel like you just even saying that, he's still good in the mm-hmm. land of the living. Mm-hmm. That was good for me to hear, Kendra. It really mm-hmm. was because I just have felt so heavy this The circumstances week. can surround you and be so overwhelming yes. that that's all you see. Uh-huh. And... It seems like the promise of God seems so far away. Yes. As I was talking to my sister the other day. I'm off topic. Um, but I was even telling her, I was like, will you say something good? Like, mm. what good has happened this week? And her, she's had, had a very hard week, too. And her response was like, I don't know. Mm. And I know as Christians, we're always supposed to find joy every day. We are mm. always, we, we have been given life again. I have life in my two wonderful children and my husband. And those are all good, good things. But when it feels like there's so many bad things going on Mm -hmm. in the world, I don't know. I just wanted to take a minute to acknowledge that. Like if the people listening struggling with infertility, oh, and we have all these other things going around too. It's it's hard to get past that sometimes. But what you Mm -hmm. just said was just good for me to hear. (laughs) Well, and sometimes having having a word on the ready, like a verse. I had somebody ask me when we were in the thick of our journey. They're like, so what's your go-to scripture for dealing with infertility? And I was like, I don't have one. Like, <laughs> that's a good idea. Uh, but then they were like, yeah, you need something that you 
you know, yeah. repeat God's word back to him. Mm-hmm. Now, what I so don't true. mean by that is I don't mean there are some scriptures that are I think women take out of context, you know, like it says right. that um, he takes the barren woman and makes her the happy mother of children. Like if it's that's a beautiful verse um, and in context is important, yeah. <laughs> you know, but if, if you're quoting that saying that means God promised me a biological right. child, I think you need to go um read the context a little more carefully. But there are some scriptures that we can take to the bank, like I will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living, you know, like his scriptures about his faithfulness, like that he is our portion, you know, that he is enough for Mm -hmm. us. So I would encourage people find what has maybe an angel of the Lord didn't appear to you and give you a promise, but his promises are all over the word of God. Pick one, print it out, put it on on your forehead, put it in the <laughs> right. bathroom, write it right. everywhere, right. and say it when those when those dark times come. That's so true. Thank you, Kendra. Um, okay, I interrupted you. What no, you were no, no, saying. no. So that we were talking about them and their response to seeing God. Yeah. Um, and I think we can see God all mm. throughout Samson's life. Mm-hmm. You know, even I mean, he he slips up a few times. Yeah. Um, tell us about. Yeah, some of those moments. (laughs) Well, you've got the whole, like, he's not supposed to cut his hair thing. This is the biggest, the biggest fault, you know. And women seem to be uh, a little uh, downfall for him. Uh, Yeah. So he meets (laughs) Delilah, Delilah. the whole thing, you know. And she's like, tell me the secret to your strength. And, like, I mean, anybody in military knows, like, you don't tell the enemy where Uh (laughs) what the secret weapon is, you know. And, of course, he ends up. Um, I think pride was a big one for Samson that he really struggled with um, because Mm -hmm. he taunts the Philistines. So it's not just, he's, you know, it's not like when David was with the Philistines, he's like, the battle is the Lord's and he will conquer. Samson's like, oh, yeah, I'm strong. (laughs) And he's like, does all these riddles with them and Uh he gets all like, I'm smart and I'm faster and better. Yeah, the riddle thing. (laughs) Yeah, he loved him some riddles. (laughs) So like, I think there were some pride issues, but then, you know, his his hair gets um, cut off Mm -hmm. and the Philistines capture him and he becomes a slave um, for years (laughs) at a time, has his eyes gouged out. Right. And he was weak. Yeah. Ooh, that had to be hard. Right. He had never really experienced that before. Yeah. Um, so after all that happened, we mentioned earlier mm-hmm. before we started recording that his hair grew back. Yeah, the enemy right. dumb. Like, um, okay, I think if anybody you're gonna make right, you sure know they stay in the secret. haircut routine, it would be Samson. <laughs> like don't pass up the shears on this guy. Right. So dumb. So they don't keep his hair cut so he yeah. gets strength again and then ends up being able to get out of those restraints, even blind. Yeah, he wipes out an entire building that was full of Philistine people mm-hmm. that were mocking God mm-hmm. and had brought him out to not only mock Samson, but to really mock the God of Samson. Right, right. Um, so I feel like the Lord even ended up in mm-hmm. Samson's time of disobedience yeah. because he he was not supposed to tell that secret. Yeah. Um, and he ended up telling it right to the enemy, right. literally. <laughs> right. Um the Lord still ended up actually blessing him, being able to get get that mm. strength again mm-hmm. and to be able to use that weakness still for mm-hmm. his glory to yeah. wipe out those Philistines for the Israelite people. Mm. Well, and the parents' role in all of this in preparing Samson, like um, I think it's really relatable for the parents to have a kid that like, you know, Samuel, 
um, or John the Baptist. Like, we don't really hear a whole lot of negative things about them. But, right. like, with Manoah and his wife, like, I'm sure while as they were guiding and trying to direct the course of Samson's life, they were probably disappointed by a lot mm-hmm. of his failings. Mm-hmm. Um, but yet God used him. And I feel like he had a praying mama and daddy his whole yeah. life that were— um, you know, they had to learn to turn him over to God. Like we did everything we could to to tell him what his calling is, to point him to the Lord. And now it's the Lord's job mm-hmm. to to take over. And and um, they even prayed through who he would marry. And there's like, I think it's in chapter 14, they start freaking out about, oh, you know, <laughs> right. this is not supposed to work this yeah, way. For sure. Yeah. Um, well, we plan to continue this story that, mm-hmm. I mean, this series this on barren series, women of the right, Bible. Right, because I do feel like it is important. There's a reason mm-hmm. that I think we have six mm-hmm. different women to discuss and yeah. families um, to discuss about being barren and um, how God uses mm-hmm. those children. And let me just on. say this. I know we gave Manoa a lot of grief this episode, <laughs> but we believe that God speaks to both men and For women. Sure. And there will always be times in your infertility journey when you might not be on the same page mm-hmm. and you're trying to hear what the voice of God said. And it might be the woman that hears uh, the next direction from the Lord for your family's journey, or it might be the man who hears. Right. But it's important that you come together and you have that joint calling that um, whatever God says for our family, we're going to do this mm-hmm. together, no mm-hmm. matter how hard it is, even if we have to go grape free in this house right. and throw out all our raisins. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to do it. We're going to do it together. To obey Him. Right. Yes. Right. <laughs> Um, Well, thank you, friends, for listening in. We hope you enjoyed this episode. I do encourage you to go read this story for yourself. Um, We focused on Judges 13, 14, but it goes all the way to uh, chapter Mm -hmm. 18, too. Mm -hmm. So um, anyway, we hope you have a good day, friends. Keep clinging to God as your your rock and, and your center and your infertility journey.